0: The Writivism Podcast. I'm your host, Esther. and uh, We have a co-host today. Yes, it mm-hmm. is you. You are the co-host.
1: <laughs> okay. Gloria Moniga.
0: Yes, Gloria was shortlisted for the for the 2016 Writivism Short Story Prize. And we are co-hosting our shortlisted writers.
2: Frances Ogamba, Aroats Boy." And The value of Memories.
3: Uh, but I go by Shoki or Rezo, and I wrote Masurumo, and I'm from South Africa.
0: Wasuje, can you give us a background for the Right to Visit Prizes?
4: So every year, the Center for African Culture Excellence runs um, two prizes, the Right to Visit Short Story Prize that has run since 2013, and the Coffee Adore Prize for Creative Nonfiction that has run since 2016 uh, these prizes take submissions from unpublished writers who live on the African continent and um, we get a short list of three stories for every year for the two prizes so three stories for fiction and three stories for nonfiction. this year it's the first time that we're having one person who is shortlisted for both prizes and, who
0: we have in studio
4: and this is Isn't this the first year that we're having a black South African woman on the Uh, shortlist? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so this is a very, very, very special year, and we have both of these two with us in studio.
0: Oh, I forgot to say, this is a podcast that is part of our Unbreakable Bond series. This is the theme of our year and festival.
3: So, can you read us
2: a story? Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but of your stories that I uh, list, um, listed.
3: Okay, um, I'm going to read from Maserumu now. The way I remember it, Ralph Sperner said this to Cynthia. That means nothing. Just because there has never been a cat near the house doesn't mean there will never be a cat there. And from this, a new argument about cats and where they prowled was born. Personally, I believe Cynthia's account that a child was screaming near Old Man Adam's grave, but the others who were in the tavern... The others believed that a baby was crying there. You might sit here and say, well, what is the difference? The difference is that we're talking about 1999 here. Strange things were happening everywhere. You know, we found a mutilated child near the river once. It was the new millennium. People thought the world was ending. I'm not trying to make excuses for the ungodliness that was happening, but people thought the world was ending. They were trying to buy their way into some kind of afterlife. Don't ask me how. I don't know, but that's what people did. So a child screaming, it wasn't a far-fetched thing in those days, but a baby, a baby was a hard thing to imagine near a grave. First, you you had to ask yourself, how did the baby get there in the middle of the night? You see, a child made sense because, no, actually, it was also strange, but children sometimes go where they aren't supposed to go. It was easy to see how something like that could happen, you know, but a baby,
2: a baby was something else.
4: Thank you very much. Shoki, we're going to have Francis reading now.
2: Okay, I'm going to read them from Ghana Boy. We are on the back road of Isu Elementary School, where odala trees stick large stems into the friable soil, their fruits ripe and sweet and utterly ours. Abum, Choko, Uzo, and I squat facing each other over the game of Ncho, shelters, sheltered by the sun rays waning into a darkened yellow as birds travel in droves to parts distant from ours. We dock two rows of six holes in the ground, and in turns we, we pick all the pear seeds from each hole and distribute them into the other holes. We are hastening to end the game because the day's light is growing dim, just like the hazy light in one eye when you wink. The trees stick towards the sky, whispering a hum. Out of the corner of my eye, I catch a movement, and shadows of three men fleet aco- across our game halls. I look up and recognize my brother's friends, Ochman, Sully, and Teardrop. The fourth friend and my brother's right-hand man, Rat Poison, is not with them. Oslo, Sully calls, and I walk towards them. My friends have stopped playing. Uzo and album still linger about the game halls. Waiting happen, I ask them, when we move beyond the earshot of my friends. Police come today, gunner boy. Sule's words are like water gargled in the mouth before being spat out. When he says my brother's name, Ghana Boy, the trees shrivel into the young dusk and the sky retreats beneath the thick clouds sliding across it.
4: Thank you. So as I've said, uh, Francis is shortlisted for two prizes. So now we are going to move to the nonfiction side where um, we read from the shortlisted The Valley of Memories.
2: To live with another man's wounds is to wake at midnight with a searing pain and listen to the man breathe and exist. I am going to my uncle, the man who has been dead for 70 years and has inhabited my body for 23 odd years. I am visiting his one-time home through the milking hill road that sits firmly on a ledge. The road is a coiled wire on crawling on discovery. The tires on it have cracked in some parts and labor a, de- a dusty terrain. A slope and a cliff flank the track on both sides, and tall, slender trees of a certain breed stick out from the slope like praying hands. The verdure of the lush and green and lush and virgin forest meld with the skies. The bray of the cliff is patterned in horizontal lines, like cornrows on a child's hair. Bold writing done with the white chalk is waning from weather effects. Vote for Uguanyi, man of the people. The forest injects a coolness that wiggles along the route, the calm as rich as I'd imagined it be. The smell the smell of the forest wafts across my nose as the car speeds through the road. I peek through the lush, green, forested valley, picking the trees apart with my eyes to catch sight of Eva, the valley town where Okweke, my uncle, was murdered before I was born. The story of the Eva Valley Massacre, which claimed his life, was a fable retold many times in my childhood house. Even in the dark, tears brimmed and shone in my dad's eyes when he narrated the story in detail, rereading from memory the letter that carried the news to them, his old mother's heartbreak, and his supposedly display of strength, even when everyone threw themselves on the ground in mourning. My dad was consoled when, at birth, he looked into my neonatal eyes and saw his dead older brother staring back at him through all those distances. Thank you.
4: Uh, Gloria, (coughs) Uh, I was still very entranced by the story. What what do you make of the three stories?
1: Okay, I'll start with Maserumo. I'm reading that story. I really liked it because it was quite humorous. Well, you read and realize the topic is not all that funny, but the way it's been told, the way the story has been crafted, it's very in a, in a very light-hearted sort of way. It kind of reminds me of the way Achebe Achebe's short stories used to read. For example, there's a short story called Civil Peace, which he wrote immediately after the civil... It's about the civil war. So he's telling about a family that is being sort of um, attacked at night. But the way he tells the stories in a very humorous way. So I find this story sort of reminding me of that story. And I really, really enjoy the, the style that she's to write the story. Well, uh,
3: thank you very much, Gloria. <laughs> that's, that's a very big tag you've now given me. I'm going to write this. <laughs> the to You'll never hear i going to make everyone listen
5: to this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, about Ghana Boy. Ghana Boy is a, basically a coming-of-age story with a bit of a twist in it. And what I like about it is that it sort of doesn't adhere to the to the curve, the coming-of-age sort of story curve. And it's told in a free way. You can see the writer is not trying to tell the African story the way we like to tell our stories. So there was, like, for example, if someone is writing a story for the Kane Prize, there's a way they write it. But this story is sort of Written in a way you can see the writer was comfortable writing it the way it comes off as very authentic. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. that's what I felt about it. And then, Value of Memories is non fiction, and I won't talk about the story, but I'll talk about basically the relevance of having this story here because non fiction is not a genre that we is very common on our continent, it's something relatively new, maybe five years plus. Take all, I don't know. And what I like about it is that, well, this, having this story here, especially as part of the Coffee Ado Prize, is just basically, and I I believe it's going to be part of an anthology. So I like the fact that we are having more (laughs) non-fiction out and we're having more writers sort of,
0: (laughs) what? I'm laughing because of messages first.
1: Okay. We we are having a lot more non-fiction being published year in, year out for the last three years. So, yep. Thank you. That's
4: all I have to say. Thank you. Frances, how do you decide... (coughs) I know you've been asked this question several times, but let me ask one more time. doesn't hurt.
2: Okay.
4: How do you decide what story to tell as fiction and what story to tell as nonfiction? Okay. Uh,
2: This is the first time I'm being asked this. (laughs) Ah, okay. Okay. This is the first time I'm being asked this. So it's not so obvious a question. (laughs) after (laughs) all. So I... I write fiction. I write non-fiction stories. Okay, usually um, non-fiction stories. Yeah, it's a very valid question because now I'm thinking about the answers. I'm thinking about. I'm really trying to think. Yeah, because um, some some fiction stories I've written actually happened, and I tried to twist it in another way that's making it fiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and non-fiction stories actually happened, and I wrote them the way they are. So yeah. How do no. I decide which one? <laughs> 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 so <laughs> it's really an important uh, question. But then I I, I realize that um, non-fiction stories I write are more personal to me. They happened mm-hmm. to me. They are clearer.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And fiction, most of the fiction I write, happen to other people or around me. Mm-hmm. And then I try to. Uh, I don't know the details probably Mm -hmm. I heard a woman's child was lost on the road I don't know the woman I don't know the details Mm -hmm. I'm home here the woman is there I don't even know who the woman is Mm -hmm. then I make a fiction out of it I try Mm -hmm. to build circumstances around which this child is missing Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. don't know them but it happened Mm -hmm. non-fiction happens to me the details from the beginning to the end I can say this is what happened this is how it happened to me so it's clearer it's more personal it is me Mm -hmm. fiction is more of other people so I think that's it
4: Oh, that's a nice yeah. phrase. Like Fiction is it. other people. <laughs>
0: Most of the time, yeah. yeah. I feel like how she answered the question is how politicians.
4: Wow. <laughs> 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 okay. They
3: phrase the question, reframing. <laughs> so, write. <laughs> <laughs> the question you wanted to be
4: asked. <laughs> wow, writers are politicians, <laughs> hey? Okay. So, okay. What do you think about, um, Shoki, what do you think about the politics of rural stories?
3: I saw some somewhere recently where people were being accused of poverty porn.
5: yes mm-hmm.
3: I don't know there's that old saying about writing what you know, and you might not adhere to it as on a personal um level, but um I, I think certain stories haven't been told how perhaps how as a rural person, I haven't personally liked a lot of. How rural stories have been told. What are we defining
0: as rural? As a rural person, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I mean, as a rural
3: person, I when I need to get Wi-Fi, I have to go to someone's uh, uh, internet cafe, mm-hmm. which is uh, I have to get on a taxi, mm-hmm. and then when you get there, that computer might not work on that particular <laughs> day. Okay, mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and um, we, we don't have access to sort of uh, first world amenities, so to speak. We have a long drop bathroom. Uh, it's, it's I'm a rural person, so and that's I how I... feel it. you. Yeah. You and
4: I.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, historically, especially in South Africa, and I'll speak more to television because that's more widely consumed than, say, literature in South mm-hmm, Africa. Mm-hmm. Rural stories were something to be mocked. So you looked at how... Um, People were living their lives in these stories on TV and in movies and whatnot. And then uh, these were stories that you were you were seeing them in a sense of... Um, they were portrayed as, oh, look at how these backwards people live. Look at how these backwards people... So it was something to be dissected, but not dissected from a sort of a neutral perspective. It was something to be mocked. And it was something like, oh, look how well we're doing. So for me, it's that... Um, Nothing was ever ordinary when the rural story was being told. So the politics is that, um, you know, when you try to say, "Oh, don't be telling all these stories, poverty porn, whatever," it makes me very uncomfortable because people are writing their their realities. In most cases, mm-hmm. um, I know personally, I write my personal realities. Um, but like like fr- like Fran here. <laughs> uh, I, I fictionalize what I've seen mm-hmm. so for me it's that write what you see and yeah whatever label people give you your truth is your truth um, mm-hmm. and
5: mm-hmm.
4: that's
3: that's my personal perspective it's it, beautiful
4: it, it's interesting because um Lidudumalingani won the Cain prize with a story that was also set in a rural area yeah. What is happening with black South African writers and the rural space? We just. Oh yes, I forgot.
3: (laughs) More recently, South Africans are really trying to reclaim what it is to be black Mm -hmm, and what mm -hmm. it is to be a post-colonial country Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that still has the descendants of the settlers
5: among us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
3: So, and and the thing is, like now. Something that happened, and my great-grandfather and I were talking about this um, recently, was that um, his name, his given name
5: mm-hmm. that
3: his uh, father gave him, his uh, we're a M- matrilineal you know, uh, clan, but uh, colonialism told us we were a patriarchy, but that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. his name came from his mother's side, and it was Marco. Mm-hmm. But th- the name that I grew up calling, if you had to refer to him in a book, it's Freeman. And then I asked him, how did you come to this name? And he told me that when he was going to school, um, his father said, your school name is Freeman. When the teachers ask you, say you're Freeman. Mm -hmm. So you had a name that white people had to be able to call you. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: And South Africans recently are saying, we need to redefine ourselves away Mm -hmm. from how colonialism defined us. So recently, I don't know. Maybe it's been happening longer, and I've just been ignorant to it. Mm-hmm, but recently, mm-hmm. what I've, I've witnessed is that people are more aware; they're, they're more willing to to uh, to be more proudly African, especially mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. generation, this millennial generation, and it's, it's really beautiful to see. Mm-hmm,
5: yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, um, go on.
2: Um, so yeah, I'm going on a slightly different track from the stories. Um, she said something about her people becoming more aware of themselves, of their blackness. And I think it's because of their experiences and the whole racism thing. Because in a country like Nigeria where it wasn't really glaring, people still try to embrace this colonial thing. Like I named my son an Igbo name and I have a woman telling me why this fine boy is not having an English name like David or Ian Oh. Oh, yeah. English I names dream. are for fine boys. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that his name was too local. Mm-hmm. And so what she said really struck me, and I think it's because of their experiences. So they have seen, they have a, a different experience from the Nigerian um, uh, people who have a, a separate experience. So they still admire this colonial thing, the Englishness. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. I speak English, people ask, "Tell me, I sound Iboitic. Like you have an accent. Oh, you have an accent. Are you Igbo? Are you have you, because if you've lived in Lagos, you should pick up a different accent and all that. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. try not to speak like where. They are from, or they don't. They try to speak a little away from their tribe. They have children. They teach them English, and mm-hmm. they try not to speak Ibo around them, mm-hmm. and all of that. So it's really beautiful to hear her saying people are beginning to uh, take on their names from their cultures and their realities and all that. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. have that in Nigeria. So it's uh, of course it's it's, it's another it's have another you, conversation.
0: Have you read Panasha's essay? where I'm no longer talking to Nigerians. about this? What do you think about it?
2: Um, it's um, since you are a Nigerian. Yes, um, oh, her is how what her stand is very valid. I um people people usually have a people don't I don't know how to put it, but people are usually not empathic. Some people are not empathic with other people, especially when the experiences are different. For example, when I listen to Rachel talk about certain things, it's new to me. Like when she said she didn't have, they don't have yams in South Africa, I screamed because, <laughs> <laughs> because I was wondering how they exist without yams. The yamless. <laughs> yeah, yamless people. And then she said she added plantains, and then she added lots of other it's meals. And I that. asked, and I asked how what they eat really. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think I think that's. That's why, uh, um, I don't know how to put it, but when you listen to, maybe when you travel or when you listen to people talk about their experiences, I think it's very important to listen to them because we have, we are so, we are the same and we are, and at the same time we are so different. For example, when the Biafran war was happening in Nigeria, people from the south, uh, the east, uh, the western part of Nigeria and the northern part of Nigeria were not aware there was a war happening. So when you come to Lagos, it's entirely different. Uh, even some Yoruba people were not aware until recently. Oh, it was there a war, uh, you know? So, uh, yeah. Uh, I her, her essay was very. I, I totally stand with her. I understand what she was saying. When there's a fire happening in other man's house, you don't because you don't have a fire say there's no fire. Mm. So it's important to empathize with other people. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
4: it. I want to get a Kenyan perspective on this because Kenya had uh, settler <laughs> a history of settler colonialism. Right? Like Zimbabwe. uh, What's the race situation in Kenya? What's the conversation around race in Kenya? I mean, the Nigerians, Panache doesn't want to talk to them about race. (laughs) Do you think she also doesn't want to talk to Kenyans about race?
1: Well, Kenyans, what I'd say is, like uh, Frances said about the Nigerians, I think we are very much, we admire the white man. Oh, mm. We want to be. So it's a big deal in Kenya. You listen to Kenya radio stations, and you'll hear a lot of American accents. Oh, thank like you.
2: one of the things you have
1: to
5: do.
2: They are British. Sorry to interrupt you, but the accent in Nigeria—it's not really British. It's not American, but it's even Americans will to have to. They will need to learn from Those us. They will need to learn that. That. the. accents are. I don't know how to put it, but it's <laughs> the same. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 have a sort of similar problem in mm. Kenya where mm.
1: it, it people would rather identify more with. Englishness and such things yeah Yeah, people we prefer that to you know so so there's this word we like to use in Kenya Mshamba Mshamba means you're a local village person and if someone calls you Mushamba, it's not a good thing, it's an insult, yeah. Yeah, so basically, everyone tries not to be a mushamba. To oh, okay, be. we have some Sorry, mushamba. Sorry, say that again, mushamba,
2: mushamba, yeah. Oh, okay. Shamba
1: is land, so okay. it basically means some okay. plantation, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. We have
5: uh,
3: blastments in South Africa, but in South Africa now, we're saying it proudly, like I'm a proud blastman. Oh, you
2: know? mm-hmm. we're a so, long way away from that. <laughs> we are reclaiming yeah. it uh,
3: now more and
2: more, like. Aware. Because identities. Yeah. really
3: trying to find, you know, our way out of um what colonialism imposed
1: Defined, on us. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. the Ugandan equivalent?
4: Local. Mm, mm-hmm. so yeah, Villager. Interesting.
5: I, I have to South say
1: Africa. that in the cities, that, that is sort of slowly changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd see it in small things. Small things like people now want to have their African hair. We have mm-hmm. a bit more people yeah, wearing, true, true. you know vitenges and sort of African fabric thing. True, (laughs) it's small ways but I I hope uh, yeah Yeah, it's It's sort of but mostly you'd see it in the artsy circles and you know intellectuals those are the people sort of fighting this Mm -hmm. but on TV on the radio most people still go with the mushamba and in the entertainment maybe the music
2: industry and all of and Mm -hmm. maybe in the movie industry they still move with the whole Mm -hmm. trend Mm -hmm. of being American and all that and British and all that
4: but we should continue the struggle to make mushamba Cool, so f- again,
3: right. I don't know if you guys know King Munad, the, the guy who was making people faint all around last year um Tell us song, more. That Idibala song, that fainting song. Oh
4: yes. oh yes, 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 yes. I yes.
2: did not so, know his name. It, can you sing it, so please? Uh, <laughs> so uh, song I song He was really. What's <laughs> the yeah, yeah, he meaning?
3: He's from my tribe. Okay. Uh-huh. He's 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 got a fainting sickness essentially is what he's oh. saying. Oh. So but he, his oh. prominence now and you asking about how village stories are becoming a more. You know, celebration. The thing is, uh, him. He he's actually his prominence has done quite a lot for the recognition of my tribe. Like we have people now from my tribe who can speak our language on TV, where before you would be ashamed. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. So
3: it's it's very it's very um, it's very. Beautiful
2: to see personally. The song trended in Nigeria and it it's beautiful. Everywhere. Yeah.
3: and then suddenly South Africa was like, actually, this language is not so bad.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: Maybe I mean, there's something
3: these What uh, is the song, man? Um, Can you sing Mabredbe it? Thank uh, <laughs> you. I want I I the want water, water to sing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so he's got a fainting sickness so if his lover doesn't call him he faints
4: if he he's those are the things I love if <laughs> <laughs>
3: he calls and the phone is answered by someone else he faints hellfire. Um, if he if he breaks up with him, he faints. So, oh, wow. um, and then um, his sickness is purely a love sickness. Is mm. essentially what he says.
2: I like that song. Yeah. There's this other song I like. I don't know where it's from. That song that says. Um, remember the road I will lead you home. Uh,
3: skeleton move. He's also
2: from my <gasps> tribe.
3: He's ah, wow! Suddenly they <laughs> were <laughs> <mixed> <laughs> <to> it. <laughs> It's beautiful. He's also from my <laughs> tribe. Can you
4: just adopt me? Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly, <laughs> do, do you already do know the song? From
3: the Rain Queen tribe. I don't really? know if you guys know uh, mm-hmm. the Rain Queen of the teachers. Uh, teachers, tell us more. Uh, so, um. <laughs> we, we were descended from um, the Balodzwi or the Rovzi from Zimbabwe. I don't know how the Zimbabweans pro- pronounce it, but we could pronounce it as Balodzwi. And there's another tribe in Zambia. So those were our parent tribes. And then as they went down, obviously the language changed it as it was influenced by the Vasutu and things like that, the Zwana. Um, but now, presently, we are called the Basutu, but within the Vasutu, we are the Vanuvedu. And the Balovedu were founded by a woman, and this is why to this day we are a matriarchy, and it's not allowed to have a, a, a king, so we have a queen.
5: Beautiful.
3: And then, um, can you please take me? <laughs> so, uh, so um, yes, we have a, a queen in Ketagoni That's the center of the of the kingdom. And um, yeah, what? what uh, I feel I, I have so much to say about Russia because I'm so proud of us.
4: <laughs> give us yeah. more. We want so more. So,
3: so, yeah. So the thing, the thing that made her special was that she could give rain. She had mm-hmm. uh, rain-giving uh, properties or whatever. It's a secret that they guard very uh, closely in Kitagoni, which is where the kingdom is. And mm-hmm. um, the the thing is that historically, you can trace how that region was. Um, Arid, because she was exiled from her tribe. She was, it's essentially, we were essentially, I'd say, a bastard or an exiled tribe. Mm -hmm. So, um, historically, you can trace how it was an arid uh, region until uh, she and her people, until they settled there and then now it's a kind of a tropical belt and we're known for producing like uh, some of uh, South Africa's tomatoes come prim- primarily from us I think things like avocados, uh, mangoes a lot of the citrus we have in South Africa It's uh, we're known for certain things and part of it is because of how the kingdom spread out and uh, she has wives, multiple wives so oh, she would take beautiful. multiple wives so this thing <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, I didn't
4: Somebody was sleeping.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we, she has multiple wives? Yes, slits. she takes wives. So she takes wives from different clans within the tribe, right? And that's how we got our name. Because to lover is to sort of lose... Uh, so you you lose the the wife to the to the queen. Okay, she
2: takes them from their husbands. No, no, no. <laughs> because that <laughs> would have I would have liked that. She marries but, them. Oh, okay, no, I'm and saying then, are they married before she takes them? Because that would have been very interesting. Like she takes them from their husbands, uh, No. they no, okay no, okay. No. Um, <laughs> she takes
4: them from their parents. <laughs> yes. And
3: then we call them Baluwe
2: because we a tribe. That's okay, but she didn't marry men, right? She didn't marry men. That would have also been good. So we have a we have a tribe
3: where. I have a friend uh, who has a lot more knowledge on this. But uh, we are a matriarchy. And the thing is, the things are matrilineal within that. So the the, 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 the throne is passed through uh, through her to her daughter. And if there is a son, uh, the son can only be a, a, a regent until a uh, thingy, a regent, regent, uh, however you pronounce it, mm-hmm. until a, a daughter is born into yeah. that.
4: Um, into oh. Won't the, uh, ask about how reproduction happens when there's None no man.
5: <laughs> 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 no, but I'm,
4: I'm interested in the yeah. connection here because in Luganda... Okuloba is divorced, right? Oh no, 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 no.
0: Gosh. Okunoba is divorced. Okuloba
3: is staring.
4: Staring. Oh. Uh, okay. No, but we oh. have a similar. But there is a connection. Chichewa.
3: Yeah. I watched that movie, which was in Chichewa, and mm-hmm. I could understand it, wow. mm-hmm. and it shocked me. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, and I thought, wow. wow.
2: So I, Africa is a
4: country, after all. <laughs> yeah, there's,
2: a similar, there's a similar thing in Zaria. Zaria in mm-hmm. uh, Kaduna. No, Zaria is yeah. a woman. Mm-hmm. The name Zaria is a woman. She's a warrior, mm-hmm. but what she took was men. Oh. She took men after oh. sleeping with them. She kills them because she can't afford to be in love, or she will lose the kingdom. Oh. That's so, the, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so power and love, hey? Yeah, so she mm-hmm. she sleeps with them. So when she picks you, you're dead. So yeah, <laughs> so but she never got pregnant. She never got married. Be- yeah, so um. She didn't produce any baby, but she was a warrior for a long time. She was protecting Zaria from the Arabs, the Fulani. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Fulani, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, before the Muslim thing in the north, they were just a people... With their own cultures and all that before Mm -hmm. the Muslims came and yeah, so because if you see her picture, she wasn't she's not wearing an Arab. She's wearing a very scanty clothing and all Mm -hmm. that. So um, Zaria and her sister, they are all uh, the Hausa had a matrilineal society before Mm -hmm. the people Fulanis came and told us that men are the head and blah blah blah.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is an interesting point to which we can move to asking whether it's a coincidence that there are three women on the shortlist.
5: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
4: How do you feel about that the fact that this is the first time that there are three women whose stories are shortlisted for the prize?
2: Yeah, the same. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. but, yeah.
1: But, but if you look at the trend, look at the King shortlist mm-hmm. last year, look at God. Commonwealth. No, last yeah. year, yeah. coffee was also
2: three mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Last year, coffee yeah, was three women. if you look at the shortlist, women, right? mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the last one year, because I follow those very keenly, mm-hmm. you'll see we've been having either four or five, or three or four or five women. I don't mm-hmm. know. More than, than the men. right? but it's. Yes, yes, so it's maybe men are
0: not writing.
1: I have no idea.
2: Maybe we're moving towards a matrilineal a society. <laughs> Women <laughs> are writing more. Possibly. Than men, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We've
3: been uh, more encouraged. I don't know. Really? Somehow.
0: Really? I yeah, think the I, men are, are more are encouraged. Are you trying to the boy child? Is <laughs> neglected? <laughs> no, no, is no. no.
5: Uh, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, we are not <laughs> doing boy child <laughs> activism on no, this podcast.
4: No, I'm
0: celebrating
3: <laughs> that more, more. Because, you know, uh, what I realize, my mom teaches English, drama, arts and culture, all that stuff, right? So what I realize is that Previously, even when we went for excursions and for provincial competitions and all that, you'd have so many boys.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: now, uh, she actively encourages the girls to also participate because it's not an unattractive to be such a clever girl. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's now more and more... My mom is not a feminist, by the way, and we've argued about this so many times. But her idealism is gearing now more towards feminism in the sense that i have seen her actively now.
1: Do you think that could be happening in the literary world as well? Or what's your opinion on them?
3: I feel maybe maybe small scale and we're not realizing it.
2: Mm-hmm. And we're
3: not realizing it. I don't know. I've well, just seen just I think there are more I think there are like
2: so that. many opportunities for women. Really? Yeah, because when you go um, that's now. I'm not saying it's not been there, but when you go online and you google for women, just for women, you will see writing opportunity for women, grants for women. This, this, but for our women.
0: prizes are not for women, no, no, no yeah. No, so no. you're wondering no, no. how, yeah,
2: true, you're
0: right. Anyway. But the panel anyway, of judges
4: for the short story prize was also all women.
2: But did you know, see the names uh, before judging? asked me,
0: yeah, they did. Someone asked me yesterday why my festival team has. Only one, two men. And I was like, where did you expect me to get
3: the men? It's me.
0: (laughs) The men
4: are invisible. Uh, Yes, I don't know. I feel like
3: my story, from what I've gathered, people think Masurumu is a man.
4: Oh.
2: Oh, Masurumu is a woman. Masurumu sounds like a man, true. (laughs) 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 I'm even thinking I don't think it, uh, uh, the Wait The person heard. telling the story Was a woman The
3: person telling the story Is a woman oh, Did matter? you feel that?
2: No. He sounded like a man Like how men <clears throat> gossip Right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How do men <laughs> gossip? I don't
2: know, like that yeah Not like it doesn't happen But This was nineteen ninety nine and this happened. I don't know, it sounds like that's how we that's how men talk. Like dead dead. Is it dead dead and all
3: that? She (laughs) as someone speaks I feel exactly like if my mother were to gossip.
5: Oh, okay. She would
3: tell this this story exactly the like same wow.
5: Way. Okay. okay. So, Interesting.
3: I, so I don't know. I, so that's what I'm I'm trying to say that even the judges weren't I don't think the judges were aware that,
2: that okay, this was a okay, woman the talking. I didn't know.
0: <laughs> but does it matter? Did you know? I, don't I don't remember. I don't Did you know? <laughs> does know. it matter
4: whether it's a man or woman? I was
0: listening I think to a podcast or reading someone's interview. And, um, oh, yes, yes, it was a Toni Morrison tribute somewhere. And someone was saying that they wrote a story and their editor had a problem with the fact that they couldn't tell who the narrator was. Is this a man? Is this a woman? Are they white? Are they black?
2: So I guess that's that's interesting. Okay. I didn't even have a problem with it. I just said, this is a man. This is how they talk. <laughs> so, no, the thing is, my language
3: doesn't have gender. Oh, okay. But, so I, uh... I didn't feel the need to uh, to say yeah Oh, mushy,
5: she's
2: true. Uh, yeah true my
3: does, like uh, oftentimes when I talk to my parents about uh, unisex name uh, people and I think my parents are very irresponsible they're very responsible African parents because they're never like were you sleeping was this a boy you were sleeping with or, yeah. or a girl yeah. that you were in bed with so mm. um, I'm not <laughs> <busy> <laughs> by those yeah. sleepovers yeah. so because it's, it's gender neutral and the name is unisex so uh, I don't know it's, it's very um it's very interesting that I don't. There's never a need to specify. But I think
2: what you did is beautiful. Like if that I person is 20, a woman, twenty nineteen really abolish gender. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. So that's why I didn't specify yeah. what my. I mean, she
2: was. was the one talking, so she has nothing to specify. That's she was telling I'm us saying, a story. I, hate, uh, uh, I, I,
3: yeah. I, hate, I would have hated her to stand in front of a mirror and say my breast. My br- uh, Oh yeah. I feel like that's another story. Yeah. It, like um how to wear your body. That that oh, was okay.
4: beautifully
3: done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that there it was.
4: That leads me to the question that I was going to ask next. On the short list of um, the three stories on the short list, or the six stories on the two short lists, apart from your own story, of course,
3: mm.
4: what is your other favorite story? for fiction and for non-fiction.
3: I feel like I, you, people might think I'm saying this because she's sitting next to me. Oh,
4: wow!
1: it's not, it's
3: not I, that, Have oh, you okay. given her
5: something? No. I'm <laughs> no. oh, <no>. <laughs> getting here. Um, I'm saying
3: this genuinely. You know, uh, the way uh, she opened both of her pieces, mm-hmm. I read that and I was so... I sat there and I was like, mm, why didn't I write this... <laughs> Why isn't this my story? Like, you know, that that line where you say trees of a certain breed. Oh, do you know fiction, yeah. Like, you're, I don't, you you, 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 and I've told you this in okay. in Twitter DM. Okay. I've, I've slid into her DM. Oh! <laughs> you're <Yeah>, fast. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a very good writer, and I've read some of her pieces as well. So, mm-hmm. genuinely, not because she's sitting next to me, uh, mm-hmm. Francis was, um, the other stuff. And I even said this in another interview. Oh, yeah. She's the one I'm most afraid of. Oh! <laughs> I, I read those in my I was like, why was this girl shortlisted? Couldn't she wait for another year? <laughs> this was supposed to be my year.
4: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Francis wh- yeah. who... Who, which stories are your most favorite apart from you Ghana Boy? not to say me, <laughs> <laughs> When I read, um,
2: when I read the non-fiction, Yes. and then I read uh, Kanye Sola's Comedian.
5: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I, was, um, I was almost angry. Like, why this is actually a competition? <laughs> now i know i'm in a competition oh wait yeah the, the comedian yeah when i read it like from the beginning to the end there was nothing to you know when you're okay as human when you're reading other stories in a competition with you you're looking out for faults yeah. and errors and when you look at it you say yeah this is where you fail and i go you know that kind of thing so when i was going through the comedian there was nothing to criticize and everything i was okay I'm in a competition. <laughs> then, I went, then I went to the fiction. I went to the fiction. I must tell you the truth. I was badly hit by Vuyewa's um, story. Mm-hmm. Tell you. The poetry. Tell, tell her. Yeah, she's really strong. That was, even, that was even where my heart broke. Where she said my name is that where she now described how to call the name because yeah. I started with Tell. <laughs> you know, I was I, I was calling yeah, the I, name tail in my I mind. It, and I then when she started me. saying the, the name is you do this with the tongue, I was like, oh, this girl, you don't have to be this good. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so it was interesting. Then I started reading hers. Yeah. It was humorous at the beginning. There was something I wasn't expecting her to do, which is what she did, which was what made me almost angry. Uh, she was, <laughs> when she started, I didn't expect those people to die the way they were dying. So, I had it in mind. I said, "Okay, this story may actually go this way, but I'm sure this writer is not that good, so she won't go that way." (laughs) Wow! So so, so when I kept going down, and this was exactly what she was doing, and this was exactly what I think I shared the link with you, but yeah, because after reading, I sent her and I said, "These people are really good." So I I became humble at that point. (laughs) You were humble. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really good stories. These two stories, these Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, three stories, yeah, they really got me they really good story. How do you feel about being on both short lists? I um relativism has been a wall I've been hitting at for a very long time. Since 2016. Long list, 2017, top hundred. <laughs> I didn't get past that. 2018 long list coffee at the prize. So relativism was a preoccupation. These people must get me on their short list one day. So every year Rativism comes up. I write it down. This is a story. This is a place I have to submit. Uh, I do. I am doing that with Commonwealth now. It's it, it became like fun. So when I'm rejected, I don't feel bad. But um, Ghana boy and uh, Ghana boy was. A personal I, I liked the story a whole lot so it would have broken my heart if it didn't go far so <laughs> so I don't know there's this thing relativism does I usually think I know their styles but I don't like I usually feel that when Rativism tells you that you're on the top 30, don't worry you didn't make the short list they only send that to people to console them, people who didn't make <laughs> that was what I thought that was what I thought so when I saw that mail that night I was like Frances, calm down Ghana boy did not make the short list, no problem. The long list. But at least he made top 30, which means it was a good story. I will try elsewhere. At least I've gotten on one short, uh, long list, which was uh, coffee ado, so I can yes. manage with that. And then in the morning, I get this mail from Esther. And I I don't know, I can't remember what I did, but I was mad. Yeah, so um about the short list, I had already contacted Gloria and asked her, do you think my two stories? Uh, do you think any of my any of my stories is going to be on the short list? She didn't reply. I think she hadn't seen the chat because I wrote, I also wrote that I wanted to comfort my I wanted to tell myself that it's okay not to get on the short list just to you know like develop um, so that when I when I see the publication and there's and my names are not there I would say okay no problem just calm down you're going to try again next year so I, I was I think I was and it was that day. The announcement was made. So I was offline. I put off my phone, uh, my internet, and I was just walking. Then I got a, a call from T.J. Benson. Mm-hmm. When I saw the call, like, T.J. is not someone I talk to every day, so. Mm-hmm. Like, Why is T.J. calling me? I'm not really in the mood to talk now. <laughs> okay, let me just take the call. Mm-hmm. And then when I took the call, she was, he was screaming. He was, I couldn't even hear him. I was like, calm down, what are you saying? <laughs> he said, Francis, you're on the two short lists." Yeah. I started shivering. (laughs) (laughs) I became became really cold. I wanted to go online. I didn't know what to do. My hands were shivering. I I went on Twitter. It was overwhelming. So many mentions and all that. I went to the website and I saw it. I went on Facebook. I just put off my internet because I couldn't handle it. I was trying to make... (laughs) This
0: is what people mean when they say their (laughs) notifications are broken.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I tried to make calls. I tried to call maybe my mom or my sisters. I was trying to talk to someone. Maybe if I talked to someone, I would be calm. Nobody mm-hmm. was picking their calls. I was like, These people, I've made the shortlist. Can you pick your calls? <laughs> so, I think it was the next day I was able to really calm down and check the notifications and reply. But Until I wasn't calm, and then I was not hungry anymore. (laughs) So it's was really exciting. I think this is, at least this is the only way I can describe how I felt because there's no, I can't really put them in words. So I just had to tell you what I did that maybe you'll get the sense of how I felt. Yeah, so.
4: Interesting. I'm I'm interested, Shoki, I'm interested in the, you know, what we're talking about before, the, the fights between all these African countries. And especially because in the African Cup of Nations, Nigeria and South Africa met, yeah. right?
5: <laughs> Who kicked out together?
3: That so was... Nigeria kicked out South Africa.
4: Oh,
2: shit. 2-1, right? Oh. I think 2-1. Wow. Nigeria. Why do you remember this? <laughs> no, do you know why? Because why I did it was because it was a big deal. Like, someone was saying, a South African tweeted, why do we always have to lose to Nigeria? And <laughs> then someone, Nigerians made a trade and it was really, be- it was really funny. They were saying... Oh, is it because it's because it's even you guys we wanted to make it five zero but I mean South Africa yeah there were brothers so someone said oh, it's because of Mandela, yeah so we just said let's it was really funny <laughs> you could laugh and laugh and someone said, you know they kept giving examples why they had to just make it to zero and not bigger maybe yeah, more zeros it was, very so, odd, really, we, like, South
3: it was really funny and Nigeria, I feel genuinely like each other yeah oh, yeah, there yeah. Were two countries I feel like even yeah. They're the two countries that I feel genuinely like each other.
2: I think so too. Yeah, think but Nigerians so big are the big biggest big.
4: victims of the xenophobia, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. which is and why people are worried about because, yeah, South Africa yeah. and Nigeria seem to have a good relationship. Uh, yeah,
3: and the thing is, maybe because I'm speaking from a Cape Townian lens, it's mm-hmm. bigger in. Say how where it is. is yes, In Cape yes. Town, you don't really get um, that kind of xenophobia. Of mm-hmm. You get the bureaucratic kind where the visa gets denied. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But everyday life, um, it's not as severe. And maybe I'm speaking from a sheltered kind of lens.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: maybe that's why. But th- but that, the thing is, I think there's also that distance. So Zim and South Africa, there's that animosity of sharing borders. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know that enmity is kind of unique in its own way but South Africa and Nigeria genuinely like each other I feel and South Mm -hmm. Africans and Nigerians genuinely like each other. Do you think
4: that South Africans and Nigerians at the moment are writing good stuff? Uh,
3: You know I've I've actually I've generally been reading a lot of Zimbabwean literature.
4: Oh wow (laughs) yes.
3: So but but I I always appreciate Nigerian literature of
4: course Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm. and South African literature I have I have a complicated relationship with it, because mm-hmm. the more revered stuff also tends to be white, like mm, our Nobel mm. laurea- laureates are both white, no?
4: Mm. Um, yeah, uh, Gordon Nadim,
2: uh, G- uh, yeah, the Australian now. Uh, who's more, <laughs> who
4: did Australian.
2: he re- did he renounce his South, South African?
4: African.
3: He trashes South Africa quite a lot. Oh, okay. And I honestly haven't read him, and that's been a personal choice. Oh, really? um, Yeah. Because um, someone did find him, someone I trust did find him problematic. Even Keletsu has read him, and she she likes his writing.
2: His writing, yeah. But from his
3: writing, I don't think she likes him as a person. And maybe I'm putting words in her mouth, and I apologize to Keletsu for that. (laughs) Keletsu Mubai
4: was long-listed for the 2017 Writerism Prize. So it's part of our mentorship. And they have a new book,
1: if yeah. you if you Do you think you need to like someone as a person to read them?
3: Uh, recently, I've, I've started thinking, yes.
1: Really? Yes. Why?
3: Uh, you know, I feel like even if you don't, you know, people say art isn't political mm. or whatever, but I feel those people are privileged mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not, you know, to have that, 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 that distance from politics. Mm-hmm. Art, like V.S. Naipaul, Oh that, yes! That oh wow! Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you, his books, you read them, and you you get a sense that he really doesn't understand how Africa, the country, didn't want uh, freedom from uh, colonialism. I don't know. That's that's the sense I get. You can't separate, like even if you don't seem to be propagating a certain idea or whatever,
5: mm-hmm.
3: the message. I don't know the core of it. Will reflect your inner self you you don't write in a vacuum, you don't mm-hmm. write as not mm-hmm. yourself or so in okay mm-hmm. that's
5: that's
3: that's that's my personal perspective and certain um artists I've read and I've thought okay that's that's problematic and and I think that's problematic because you are so and so and maybe that's mm-hmm. me misjudging someone yeah, that's, maybe that's my
1: problem in my opinion you, you'd get like vs. I love his writing, I don't like his politics but yes. I think you'd miss out on very good I don't very good pros if you sort of mm. I, 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 from, a, I from an academic perspective I will definitely
3: <laughs> from <laughs> an <laughs> academic perspective I think I will, I
0: will start ladies ladies <laughs> We have run out of time.
4: Yeah, but or? before before we close, um, I want to know your literary crushes. I want to know the writers no. who okay. would want I, I, to write. I had as. a closing
0: question, but like it's fine. Question. You can take that. Okay.
4: <laughs> All right, Esther. Uh, do we start with
1: Esther? I start with Fran here.
4: None <laughs> of you wants to start, so we start with Gloria.
1: Mutual <laughs> crushes, yes, one that I've had for years. What is it really?
4: Interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Hmm.
2: I hope I don't have to explain, do I? No, you no. don't have to. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you try crushes. Mm. Someone I want to write as. Yes. I think it's is it safer to say someone I just like his style? I don't want to write as.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. It would be cliche to say Chimamanda Adichie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy her writing. I don't mm-hmm. want to write like her, yeah. But I just enjoy her storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about her writing is how she brings um, hidden things to the fore. Mm-hmm. Things, mm-hmm. things you may be aware of. Things you may know but you're not aware of. They're not in your active uh, mm-hmm. yeah, memory. Until mm-hmm. she mentions, I say, yes, yeah, I like that about her. Mm-hmm. Then... um. Who else? Sorry, I don't always remember the names of writers I read. Maybe it's a problem. I'm trying to... What When I finish reading a book, I, I, I look at the back. I try to cram the names so I can refer to it all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know any other person. I can't remember any other writer at this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, know, I know there are so many writers I admire. I admire how they write, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Shocking.
2: Yeah, I
3: have so many... And I feel like if they had a baby, that baby, I would write, I would want to write. <laughs> oh. <it>. but, uh, <laughs> the, the one that I, I really love, it's Titi T- T- Dangarayamka. Dang-
4: and
3: then uh, Jennifer Nansugamakungo. Oh,
4: wow.
3: And, and um, you know, Asian literature, guys, is beautiful. So, Katsu Ho I know he's British.
5: Mm, but yeah, but in, <laughs>
3: in the UCT library, I found him in the Japanese section. Okay, oh, shame. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Katsu Ishiguro as well. I feel
2: I would like to write like him. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I cool. forgot JM. I really like JM. I'm sorry. Maybe because mm-hmm. I really like his writing. I really like his writing. I like a Haru. Haruki. Harukami, Murakami. Harukami, Haruki Murakami.
4: yes, yeah. like, I enjoy yeah. his. Haruki Murakami, yes, yes, yes. 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 Very, very Haruki very, very Murakami, right? <laughs> I,
2: really <laughs> yes. eh? mm. I really enjoy it. Japanese
1: lit, Yes, that's what I'm saying. I've been cheated because they asked for one and they went on and <laughs> on. That's why mine <laughs> only,
2: like one. Baby. Writers don't <laughs> obey <laughs> rules, eh? <laughs>
4: there's, there's a
2: book I read uh, I've not forgotten um, uh-huh. on uh, Randall's on the on Judgment Stone the writer is, is a dead writer Josephine Hart <laughs> Josephine Hart, mm-hmm. Josephine Hart. I, mean, I don't know but it's it's a beautiful book I've not been able to get it out of maybe that's the person I want to write as oh. maybe if I'm able to produce something like that I'll be proud of Josephine yeah. Hart
1: I'm a little disappointed that none of you spoke about Yvonne oh, oh kenyan nationalism <laughs> no, no no yvonne
2: yvonne is a wonderful writer really yeah. i enjoy no, her books i enjoy her know. writing yeah true yvonne. True. Yvonne. true i really I even really you want to didn't her. say yvonne we should have many options yes,
0: she only no, chose, chose one ladies okay, ladies yes, yes. yes. We shall continue this conversation No this conversation let,
4: let Gloria add some more. Okay.
1: Yvonne, yeah. Yvonne, yes. Yvonne and well I like Chinto more than I like Manchester Happen. Okay, Okay. okay. Yeah, but, but I think Chinto is Expected. Just one of those books. Mm. Okay. Yes. It's out of this world. to me it's actually one of the greatest East African I, novels. Yeah.
2: So when people agree. when I have to <laughs> maybe, be like, when maybe I'm i like a short story.
1: More. The I'm in a conversation well, <laughs> Let's everything. tell this story properly. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah, time I'm in a place where people are talking about great African writing, it is East African writing, yeah. and they talk about Ngugi. Yeah. Um, I like Ngugi, but I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. I think Chin speak. Mm.
3: Ch- you know how I've discovered Chin yeah. It was actually through uh, this uh, Korean girl's YouTube uh, oh wow vlog yeah okay. vlog I think they call them oh. yeah it was very strange and then she was just uh, raving about this East African book I was like I need to get me that so Aww. it was very um, I don't know because she actively <laughs> goes for own
1: voices. By folks. the moment you read it, you realize it's actually not overhyped. It's actually that it, good. It right? isn't at
3: all. Yeah. It isn't.
4: Make sure you all. tell all of these things to Jennifer, hey.
5: Yeah. She needs to help. Ladies.
4: Oh, we have to go. Yes. Thank you. This
5: is so much fun. We haven't talked about
4: (laughs) what you will do with the money. I'm paying rent. (laughs) 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 That's nice. (laughs) Okay, so we will be back with next episode. Uh it was nice having you. Having Kenya, South Africa. Nigeria, Nigeria in the house. Four
2: countries, right, seated right here.
4: Yes, four colonies. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, I know, right. <laughs> and we will be back with the next episode of the Unbreakable Bond season for the rightivism Podcast. I remain the snail, and Bessie
5: and Esther.